Network. Alright, welcome back folks to another episode of VT Network. I am Deadman, your host. With me as always, my younger brother, DJ. You can say hello. Hello. Can feel the energy. And my other younger brother, Mr. Mustard himself. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy back with another... No, I'm just kidding. What's up, guys? <laughs> I'll take it. Wow. Um, I guess since um, <laughs> I guess since this is uh, uh, our third show with Mustard, it is time to officially announce it, and I haven't told him this beforehand. Uh, he is now officially the third member of VT Network, so anything we do will now uh, officially include uh, Colonel Mustard. How's that, how's that make you feel? <laughs> I just yeeted. <laughs> he just Congratulations. Yeeted. Congratulations. I just yoked. <laughs> Imaginary confetti. Woo. Poof. Oh, hold on. Do I, do I, do, is there a sound effect for that? Hold on. Man. Hey. Now I'll take that. Whatever. It's supposed to play like several of them and it's not doing it. Anyways, so we got, we got, we, it's a pretty dry week. Uh, this week, uh, after EA, after Infinity, after uh, Endgame, after everything else that's come out, it's it's actually a pretty dry week this week. So, um, still not a loss for subjects. It's just one of those weeks that where we wanted to talk about gaming or have subjects about gaming, we just did not have a lot to go on. Shame, sad but true. Yep. Particularly in music. Yeah, really no real, yeah. And it's weird because we have a we have a musician here, so I think that's I think that's also kind of funny that we just have nothing for music this week. But DJ, still... you're a musician. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> All be... three of us are musicians. <laughs> he can play the piano with his dick. Nice. Of course, I replace that uh, soon after. But <laughs> <laughs> I love having a black guy as a built-in part of my podcast. Wow, built in. <laughs> hey, I, I, he, yeah, he, he's not a guest. He is. He is one of the founders. So <laughs> everybody else. Nice chat to the other members of the network. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like we all know your voice. That tone was uh, was you know not mistakable. It was yeah. Uh, yeah. No, nah, well, it may, maybe maybe it was a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. So let's, uh, I guess, let's jump right into this and talk about um, really some idiocy that surrounded a uh, a game that's been premiered for the last uh, what two or three years. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has now been yep. officially called racist by um, what 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 the, what the hell was the name of that that site? Um, uh, rock and paper shotgun or some shit. Rock paper shotgun, and it's it's founder and one of its writers, and they also tried to talk about trans people being uh, uh like sexually objectified and all this other crazy shit. But I think it's just fucking idiotic. I I, I think these guys are are looking for uh something to pearl clutch about, and I just don't think they're fucking. I don't think the argument holds any water at all. I mean, you guys saw the demo, right? Absolutely. Yep. So, I mean, what we're, I mean, you know, we'll, 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 we'll let, we'll let Mustard talk first because I really do want to get an angry black guy's opinion on this. About the whole, about the whole, uh, about the whole judgment thing. I mean, I think, I think it's a stretch. 
I think people nowadays really just dig deep to find anything to get upset about. And um, there's probably, yeah, I mean, depending on the perspective, you can drive racist hints from it, but that's only if you want to, you know? It's kind of like they're only upset because they want to be upset about it. And um, you can't really blame the creators for that, like, at all. I think their claims are unjustifiable, have no grounds, and are just pure idiocy, and they just, yeah, wanted to do it for the fame. All right, no. Let's hear it. I mean, you're the closest one on this subject, so go for it. Oh, that's right. I have star power now. Let's do it. Look, this whole thing with rock, paper, shotgun, it's completely idiotic. I can't even believe they would go go this far. You know, no, no, no. No, I retract that. I can believe it, and that's actually the worst part. To make these claims that, oh, CD Projekt Red is not representing other races in this game. It's just so crazy. And the thing is, like, that whole argument was literally shot down by uh, Mike Potsmith, who is the creator of Cyberpunk. You know, not just the game, but like the whole world, this whole universe, Cyberpunk, who is actually working with CD Projekt Red to make sure that his vision is realized properly. Ed, by the way, is black. Just we're talking black, black. Yeah, I see the guy. You know, yeah, we're talking black, black, deep voice. He's big and black. You know, like dang near charcoal. You know, it's like no, like he's like almost as black as you get without actually going to Africa. (laughs) And and he literally uh, stated, you know, who are you to tell me uh, to uh, to decide how my creation is represented, right or not? Yeah, like who, who, who the fuck? Is, like two white cis guys trying to tell a black guy writing about transsexuals and, and African Americans are saying, "Hey, you need to be offended by the thing you did, which you created and wrote." You know, it, and and that's honestly the the whole problem with a lot of this uh, quote unquote journalism, or perhaps gaming journalists these days, or maybe this whole uh, I don't know SJW or something like that. Like. If, if a person is offended, it should be because, you know, that's, you know, how they feel. You know, someone shouldn't have to tell you what to be offended and what not to be offended. Oh, and, I mean, that's honestly, and that's honestly what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, oh, you, Mike Potsmith, should be offended what they're doing. Even though this guy's black and he's had, you know, creative, you know, has been a, has been a creative director on this project since its conception. Heck, he created the dang thing. Has he also written novels uh, about cyberpunk, uh, or is it, or were those canceled? I don't remember. Uh, I need to I need to check that out. That's actually a very good point. I mean, I just know he, and I, I know he created the game. He you know created a lot of story and the lore and all that all the other stuff. I mean, also I, I find it kind of funny that when C Project Red came up to him, even he said, you know, like these guys were such fans that you know they quoted things to me that even I forgot. You know, that the creator himself forgot, you know, so you yeah. know they're dedicated to make this right. And Rock Paper Shotgun, I mean, I, I don't know if they're trying to be the next Kotaku or Kotaku Light, but. Yeah, this, no, there this, is. There's two novels uh, wrote by uh, Stefan Bilius uh, based off of uh, the Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, and this guy 
it does not have any information on them, but I'm, I'm guessing... There was a Reddit link back there? Huh? There was a, there was a Reddit link. You should hit that one. Watch. Go back. I'm going back. Sorry, folks. We're, uh, we're navigating the interwebs. Any novel-related game right there? Thank God for them internets. There are tons of books of lore for background, but that's, that's, uh, Alright, uh, aside from the source books, your best bet is Neuromancer by William Gibson, Ghost in the Shell. Well, no, those are, those are inspiring books. Those aren't... Uh, Alright, uh, 27 Cent Integral yeah, Force. Like this whole... Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> so there is. Aside, like I said, there's, two, is... there's two books. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, after all, it's a very expansive universe, so it only makes sense to go to other media besides a tabletop game. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, no, so there, there's there's books. This world is established. What happens in this world is established. The rules by these people are established, and all of a sudden, because uh, now we have a uh, what's going to be a proper working video game, these motherfuckers want to per- clutch pearls at the concept of oh my god, there's gang members and some of them are black. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I, I like I said. I mean, honestly, like. Rumor, this is just speculation. Just want to make, make clear, this is speculation, but I'm not even quite sure they actually believe what they're all saying. I think they're just trying to get, you know, hate clicks, you know, clickbait and crap. You like think that it's clickbait? People. I honestly, I think it did. I think it is. Like I said, speculation, <laughs> but I think it's just clickbait because, truth be told, this is just dumb. It is dumb. I Mustard, mean, you got I mean, anything Cyberpunk to post is- on this? I think. Yeah, it's just clickbait, and uh, it's a hot topic right now, and every journalist involved in any sort of technological piece is going to be wanting to get a piece of it in any way they can, and, you know, maybe, and maybe deep down out there, there I mean, maybe out there, some, some people really deep down got offended by this, but uh, I don't know. All right, well, yeah, you know the- what, let's just move on from this, because honestly, I think uh, since we're all... Uh, technically, people of color, uh, we can all collectively yeah. <laughs> tell tell this guy, tell these two guys to go fuck themselves. Yeah, on a technicality, of course. Oh yes, on a, only on the technicality. Okay, so now we we do have some other gaming news. EA did uh, appear before the UK Parliament's Digital Culture, Media, and Sports Committee. Uh, to defend the idea of loot boxes. Now, this is something we talked about in the first episode where, you know, the title Gambling Kids got a lot of clicks because it's funny. But this is actually something that's becoming more and more and more of an issue. And EA has now been bitten the dick by this. So uh, they went before uh, the parliament to try to defend this. And I think what's really what really tickles me is that I think Mustard had the best take on this about how how just like he summed go ahead must just sum it up the way you did for me and it made me laugh um oh boy i was i don't remember everything i said but um, how drunk were you he wasn't drunk he was uh, he was token on the jazz cabbage yeah i don't drink i just do the other thing um i don't remember what i said man it's right here right here oh surprise mechanics uh yeah these well Okay, I'm just gonna say this during during the hearing, they actually did say the word loot boxes, and they they were, I think one of the prime ministers actually laughed at the person making the case because they said that, it, it, yeah, it is it provides an element of surprise. It's quite enjoyable and like, it's not gambling, 
but she literally <laughs> described gambling digitally. Literally described what it like the yeah I don't know yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and say yeah. what I said though, because I don't remember, it, dude. <laughs> well, but, yeah, well, look, look. I mean, yeah, but basically, the bottom line is like, because no, like you can find clips. I've been, I've been trying to find. I, I, oh, I wish someone would just post up the full video of that because I would watch it from start to finish. It was hilarious. It's like, oh, it's a uh, surprise mechanics. You know, they pay money and uh, you know they might reap the rewards or you know, they they might not to. It's like that's like a slot machine. It is literally. Yeah. Uh, it's a slot yeah. machine. <laughs> I mean, you see these people, Louis. Tr- I mean, the clips I saw, the uh, EA representative was trying so desperately, trying to come up with some kind of words. And this guy's like, "Oh, I, I have the uh, the reports right here, right in front of you. You know, here, I'll give it to you." You know, he didn't say that, but like, hey, oh, he basically almost said, "Like, mm-hmm. I have it, like, right here. The, you know, the documents, the reports, you know, testimonies." Oh, it's a two-hour-long video. I'll, I'll, I'll send the link. I'll put the link in here. But this is a two-hour-long video. We're not going to watch all of this. But uh, somebody that we've yeah. gone, we've uh, grown quite fond of, uh, DJ and I, Young Yi, uh, did cover this two days ago. But it, I, I think like the funniest way that Mustard put it was just, <laughs> it's just it, he goes, he goes, yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to surprise Parliament with language. Like it's not gambling, it's surprises, yay! And <laughs> nobody fucking bought it. <laughs> and it, it, it it's yeah, well, bad. It is so bad. Like folks, if you can find the video, uh, just it is so fucking bad. Like, you, like just picture the worst, like caught with your dick in your hand moment you've ever had and then magnify that to the, to the idea that you're standing before congress like it's that bad yeah like honestly just take these two hours get yourself like some popcorn some snacks and a nice drink and just sit back and watch the train wreck because it's it's bad it's cringy and it's hilarious yeah and you and know, you know, what the is, worst part is that they brought this on themselves. Had they not done absolutely. what they did with Battlefront, with loot boxes, would have completely gone under the radar, like they had been for years. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, they were the most prominent people. Like, but, they're you know, not you, nearly the only game developer that does loot boxes. They're yeah, not. No, no. It's just that, like, yeah, it's like no, they're they're not. Like absolutely, but they're, they're the ones plenty. with the biggest dicks, swinging it around everywhere. I will admit that. You know, yeah. They're the ones that everyone has their eye on. But to be told, see, this is a long time coming. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna add this. Okay, one of my one of my me and my brother's favorite YouTubers is Russian Badger, and uh, he was doing a video about um, this Halloween cosmetics pack that you could buy from Ubisoft because Ubisoft does do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it does do the same thing uh, with the loot pack. See, they have these awesome. Uh, customizable skins and helmets and, and uniforms, but they're only available through the gambling system. You have to buy, you have to gamble your packs, and you can't buy all of them. And you can't get the one that you want unless you buy all of them. And the, the whole package is probably about forty-five dollars to get like twenty-seven items that you only wanted like three of them. And meanwhile, that is unfair. But Ubisoft only does these things because. Like he, like he put in the video, there's a lot of time, a lot of development, and a lot of effort from the teams and development that goes into these special game modes and special cosmetics and, and all this. And, and the way Ubisoft really counterplays that is that they only do these loot boxes, quote-unquote, only every so often, maybe every six months or maybe every, you know, every year or so. And I do think that is a better system 
because again, that game is only supposed to be marketed for adults, even though it's not. We have thirteen year olds you know, calling each other the N word on it. It's pretty hilarious. But neighbor, they they <laughs> the loot box mechanic is, is still there. Neighbor? It is there. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is there. It is there. Was sorry, but I, I completely train wreck my fucking train of thought, dude. Oh god. Oh, I love the internet. Okay, so you were saying that they they only do this a limited amount of times a year, and that's kind of the way they skirt the system. But I don't think that's it. But keep going, keep going. I'll I'll, I'll put my my penny on it in a minute. Mustard. We broke him. No. <laughs> My internet. Oh, nope. Hold on. Okay, we're back. Wait, hey, can you hear me? Cancer-ridden internet. There we go. Yeah, you're back. Yep, my, my internet has the big aids, so I'm just going to stop talking. Okay. <laughs> well, you, he was making the point that they uh, Ubisoft only does this uh, maybe once or twice a year for special events, and that's kind of the way they skirt this because uh, you can buy the alpha packs. I think that's what they're called. Yeah, uh, you can't yeah. buy the alpha packs, but you don't buy them directly. What you do is you buy in-game currency, and then you use that in-game currency to buy the uh, to buy the alpha packs. So I I think by that's true. I, I think that's how they skirt the law. I think that's how they skirt that scrutinization. EA just went right for the wallet. They were like, give us the money. Like, you're not getting tokens. You're not getting credits. Just pay us directly. Get your shit. It's like, if they could have a credit card machine like hooked up to your controller, they probably would invent one. I'm pretty sure they would, yeah. Give them a few years. Give it a few years. <laughs> Give it a few Swipe months. Here. No shit. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on from that because I mean that's it's just so cringy, folks. If you can if you can look it up, just look it up, watch it. It's so bad. It's so so bad. It's a surprise party. It's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, this subject could be like two, three part podcast in its in itself. Yeah. Oh, neighbor, yeah. please. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man. All right. Well. Uh, uh, while Mustard uh, was uh, hanging out with the Beatles, if you know what I mean, he did bring up something that was uh, actually kind of a cool point and I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Sequels that should have been DLC because we are playing uh, Far Cry New Dawn and a lot of people have claimed that this should have been a DLC and uh, I'm going to say no because of the massive change in mechanics and damage system and what you do and what happens in the world that you're exploring it could. There's no fucking way it could have worked only as a DLC. So I mean, uh, I mean, uh, DJ, you just take take us away on this one because you said you you had thoughts, man. So I'm uh, I'm tossing you the star. That's two stars for DJ this round. Let's go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna go with well. Like I said, I mean, Far Cry New Dawn, it's just perspective. But uh, the game, I felt that should have been probably DLC. And honestly, when you look at it like long term, it kind of been treated as like somewhat DLC. It's like the Borderlands pre sequel game. Uh, playing that game, 
honestly, like I, I found it fun. I don't know how the experience that you two had, uh, I, but I, I found it fun. What's I played up? like half of it. I, I really, yeah, I, I, I didn't get into it. Yeah, mustard. Uh, about this, I, I don't even think I got through half of it. Honestly. Uh, yeah, uh, but like I said, um, okay, but okay, so these guys only got through half of it. Me, like I said, I played the full game, you know, played the DLCs, you know, the DLCs, and I'm playing this, and I just kept thinking, you know, this just feels like more Borderlands 2, which is not a bad thing at all, but I really don't see why this had to be like a full release. It, it literally could have been like just an expansion DLC. It didn't have to be released at its own full game. Especially not at the price that it, would, it released at. Uh, you know, I mean, Borderlands 2, <coughs> excuse me, Borderlands 2, I mean, even to this day, is actually getting, uh, you know, more content at it. I mean, we just, just literally, like, like, not too long ago, we had, like, another free expansion to Borderlands 2, while the pre-sequel has just been pretty much been left, left to the wayside. Well, I mean, so I mean, yeah. like, I mean, the the you have the pre sequel, you you have the Telltale games that tried to make something out of uh, Handsome Jack, and none of that I bought into at all. I was just, like, like the whole thing. I was just like, I don't need to know about Handsome Jack. I I don't care. I don't, I, I'd rather hear about Pandora. I'd rather hear about the corporations. I'd rather hear, you know, this this, this giant world that they built up and they decided to to focus on Handsome Jack. Like, come the fuck on. Yeah, Se- I mean, Handsome mistake. Jack was. Right, I mean, yeah, Handsome Jack was the shot in the arm that the series needed, I felt. But it's literally one of those, did we really need to focus all of this toward, towards Handsome Jack? I love the guy, but did we really need all this? I mean, next thing, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it got to the point where I saw the, the Telltale Borderlands, where it, it turned out to be Handsome Jack. I honestly thought, you know, like, you know, what's next? Are they going to do, like, Handsome Jack, you know, the childhood years now? You know, watch him grow up and, like, get rejected by his first crush. Right, and uh, on another game that was uh, damn, <laughs> another game that was widely uh, uh, criticized and said that it should have been DLC. Also, was uh, Bioshock Two. Uh, I don't, and this is once again, I just don't think that the mechanics and the game world and where they wanted the story to go, I don't think that could have been possible as a DLC, like at which all. One, Bioshock, which one? Bioshock Two. Ooh. Hmm. Like, it received a lot of criticism. It was like, this this, this just feels like Bioshock 1.5. You're just playing a big daddy. This should have just been DLC. And I'm just like, you know what? No, 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 no. The mechanics are way too different. Uh, the story uh, the story needed to be told. Uh, you know, an updated story. What was it? Uh, 16, 15 years later from the original events to see where the girls had gone. What the, what the importance of the girls was still there. Like, no, it, it couldn't have worked as DLC. It had to be its own release. So... I, I mean that's where I stand, but you you guys know me. I'm a gigantic Bioshock like fanatic. So, well, yeah, same. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but do you, uh, do you guys think it should have been a DLC, or do you guys are you, are you guys on my team? I'm on your team on this one. Uh oh yeah, absolutely. Uh yeah, I mean if it was going to be in a game, definitely it should be its own game. But honestly, like I wouldn't have minded a book as well. Uh, the story I love so much that you know I could have been satisfied with a book or a game. But if they did game, which they did, it should be its own game. Didn't they do a book? They did a book. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they have a Bioshock Rapture, which I have read several times. Awesome book. You should check it out. Yeah, let me borrow that. Yeah, sure. 
yeah i mean it's it, it is it is a good book actually it's not it's not bad i think it's lacking in a lot of substance and missed a lot of the a lot of the tone of what bioshock was supposed to be but i mean for the story it tells it's not bad yeah you know it's a prequel it's just setting things up really that's yeah, like like I said, I guess uh, I, I guess I guess for me the tone just wasn't there. Where where Bioshock <laughs> is a, a survival horror type thing, uh, you know, yeah. you have this big, yeah, you, you have this book that's just kind of going through the the politics and all that other stuff. And I understand that that that's, that's kind of necessary, but we already had that in the game. Like we already had that. I well, yeah, I mean, we, we had ghosts of that, but I think this book's supposed to, like, really show, like, just how flourishing Rapture was. I mean, we saw, like, you know, the aftermath of all the chaos. Now, I think that's what the point of this book was, to actually really show how awesome and incredible Rapture was in its heyday. Mustard, you got something to tag on that? Oh, well, I will say that, like, playing through the first when you feel like this helpless person that doesn't know what the fuck's going on, you feel like this this guy who has to literally fight for his life every interaction that he has with another being in this world, and and it's, that's the truth, God honest. But in Bioshock Two, you have this suit of armor, you have these dope weapons, like mm-hmm. you, it gives you this sense of like, no, you're the you're the sheriff in town, like these 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 splicers are afraid of you. And they have to come at you in waves of 10 or 20 to actually damage you. And I feel like it's a whole different dynamic to the gameplay, you know? Like, you feel this panicky. You feel like you actually have a control and say over what's going to happen to you versus the first one. Like, you know, you could be, you know, wrecked by a big daddy, you know, <laughs> within the first, like, two seconds of the fight. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's a whole different game, in my opinion. I feel like, yeah, it wasn't one. It needs to be a standalone game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I mean, uh, so I mean, what what other games do? You, well, let, let's talk about the game that should have been DLC. I mean, because we we've been defending games, so let's let's talk about one that should have been DLC. And for me, uh, that is pretty much any Gears game after three. Gears Gears of War to be uh, specific. Yeah, uh, yeah, Gears uh, Gears of War New Judgment. Oh yeah, dude! Judgment. Yeah. Yes, that, that was... should have that <laughs> should have been DLC. There's no question about that. Shouldn't have existed at all, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It is one of those games like you know you can live without it. it, it exactly. I mean, I mean, it's if like what's what's the main character's name again? Barrett or Brad? Baird. Baird. Yeah, yeah. Like if Fired. this guy was so yeah, like uh, if this guy was so important now, like I say, it's been a long time since I played the game. So yeah. you know, feel free to correct me on this if I'm wrong. But if this guy's role was so important that it required its own game, and not just DLC, but Stone standalone game, why was it not mentioned in the in the earlier trilogy? Why yeah, wasn't this yeah. worth mentioned? That, it that, actually that, was though. It, it, oh, it, it, it was? was it was mentioned, yes. but it was like seriously glanced over. It was it was like one of those. But, yeah, hey, it, this thing happened. Check out the B. <laughs> It was more like along when you first meet Barrett in the first Gears of War, you're trapped in this, uh, you're trapped in this like factory, and you have a broken down uh, vehicle that you're trying to use to get the fuck out of there. And uh, Barrett and Cole basically like come to your rescue, and um, he explains like, "Oh, I've fixed, you know, I fixed machines for the Cogs, you know, since you know D-Day back in or whatever it was called and." Like they do explain how important he is and 
was it what is emer- like E Day? It was Emergence Day. E Day, yeah. Sorry, not D Day. Fuck. But uh, they do explain how his engineering skills. And oh, stuff hold on, been, hold, like, on. Hold, hold, really on. hold on, hold on, hold on. That was a serious fail. What? Considering that you're the Gears fan, you should have known that. And I don't even like Gears that much. Hey, all right. All right, moving on. So, yeah, they did explain explain his importance as an engineer. And, like, uh, do I think that he deserved his own game? Fuck to the no. It was a terrible, it was a terrible game. The multiplayer was shot. Jesus Christ, it was so bad. bad. Jared was dope, is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, what other games? What other games should have been DLC? What, what or or free to you know just like one of those add-ons? Like here, just take this. Um, Far Cry New Dawn. I'm gonna keep saying it. You you think it should have been? You think it should have been DLC? Yeah, dude. Honestly, like the story. Okay, you finished you finished the game in 22 missions, right? Yeah. That's that's not enough missions for <laughs> a, a, like. A fully immersive game like this, where you have an open world and essentially open world mechanics with, you know, with RPG style based gameplay. Like, you, I needed a little more substance in the story, and um, especially since the main antagonists, you only see them maybe three or four times throughout the entire game. No, that, that that's you know? a Far Cry staple, though. I, th- I think the only one that really broke that was Far Cry. Uh, three, where you run into the main antagonist more than a few times, and he he keeps repeating the line. Have I ever told you what insanity is? Like, awesome game. But uh, well, I, I, he you, was the actual main main antagonist. Remember, it was someone behind him who sucked. Well, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, dude. Like, remember the moment Voss uh, was done? I was, I was like, I was like, who are you? Why like, should I give a like, fuck? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Like, why couldn't Voss just kill this guy and become the official main? Jeez. Br- oh, okay, but I will admit that the weapons, uh, crafting, and the and the system and all that—that that was a lot different from any other Far Cry game. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. That, yeah, that was a lot different. Where it was customization before this one, it was weapon crafting and tiers. So it, yeah, yeah. It was like you actually cool. had to, you actually had to like you know acquire materials and get upgrades for your guns and stuff and unlock new tiers of weapon making i think that was really cool that that might have sold me on the game if it had a little bit more content and substance to it but as as a role, overall story and uh and like immersiveness i do think it could have been dlc i, I could see that um uh, a lot of people are saying uh, the division 2 should have been dlc and i and i tell them to go fuck themselves uh, so, well, Division Two is Jesus. This is not even... You haven't even played it. Shut up. All right. So, you mean uh, Destiny Two? Hate you. All right. So, Fortnite is officially losing viewers on all, across all streaming platforms, and it's being overtaken. Uh, overtaken. Thank you. By of all things, fucking Minecraft. Like, like, what, wh- why? Like, what, what do you guys think is, because I know what's going on, but I want to get your guys' interpretation of this. I don't know, man. I, I feel like Minecraft has actually been coming out with some pretty sick updates lately. A lot, a lot of the, allow the player to do a lot more things and play in a lot more different ways. And it's actually really starting to develop itself as a, as a franchise and as a whole. And I do feel like paying streamers and paying people to play their game and promote it is a big thing. And I think Fortnite's kind of just, you know, 
I don't know. I feel like Fortnite's been there. It was there. We know about it. Something new. So you think and, it, you think it peaked? It's over. Like like it's, it's yeah. The heyday is gone. It's almost a year and a half later, I think, or two years later than the game fucking came out. Yeah. I think it's been longer than that. Let's see. Uh, I think it's been two years. It's gonna be two years in July, I believe. Uh, I think it's actually three. I think it came out. Nope, you're right. Two years. My bad. Hey. Yeah, well, I didn't like the game to begin with. It's because you suck at it. No, I'm I'm decent at it. I just don't like the game. So, uh, I don't know. I, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> DJ, what, what do you got about this? Uh, well, what can I say? You know, I mean, Minecraft is getting its crown again. I mean, let's, let's not forget how huge Minecraft was uh, back in 2011. Jesus, you know? man. And yeah. a lot of people grew up with the game. I mean, so it's, so it's no, no surprise to me that people will actually come back and, like, and it stumbled once, uh, what was it, Notch, I guess, sold the property or something like that? Yeah, sold yeah. it to Mojang. Yeah, and like it's been stumbling a lot. It's like you know, yeah, you know, which allowed you know other, you know, other such games to uh, try and come in and you know, fill the hole. But I think not sold to Mojang, and the Mojang sold to Microsoft. I believe that's what happened. You know, um, I but think Mojang told, was Minecraft actually picked is, up by Microsoft. Yeah, bought up by Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, why not? But you've been told Minecraft is literally one of those games where you know people might like put it down for a while, but. If there's something big going on with the game that had you know so many uh, had so much attention on it at one time, people will actually look at it. People will actually uh, go back and uh, pay attention to it. You know, even even if it's briefly, they will to see uh, to see what's properly going on. The big thing is is that now that Minecraft is getting people's attention uh, attention once again, the question is, can they keep it? Well, I hope so. Probably I not. dislike I, I dislike Fortnite enough to root for Minecraft. So fuck them. Oh man! <laughs> I feel like Minecraft is a really good game. I'm being honest. I feel like Minecraft is a dope game. It is. All right, so let's go ahead and dead this subject. Let's move on to some entertainment stuff. Uh, first off, we have. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you? Did you guys want to talk about Toy Story? Yeah, briefly. We can talk about uh, Toy Story. Talk about that all goddamn day. Oh, Toy Story opened to $118 million domestically, $230 million uh, internationally. So uh, the the thing is, is that with with these with this opening, however, it doesn't even touch the last, what, three Marvel films that have made over a billion dollars each. Do you think that, do you think that this is a, I don't know, I, the way I see it is like this, they're, they're trying to just put a refresher into the Disney franchise, you know, like the the, the like they don't want to, they don't want to switch completely over to being just the remake and uh, and superhero guys now. What do you what do you guys think? Like, where do you guys stand on that one? I think it's smart. You know, uh, Disney has always been like one of those. They offered so many different things to so many different people. It's it's one of their strengths. You know, they're not just you know they they don't just put out this product or put out that product. They do various things you know for various types of people that's why there's usually always something that disney uh, provides that somebody can get into and i think them actually uh you know going with you know bringing toy story back perhaps you know doing other things like i think this is actually a very uh awesome move and i think i hope they do more of it because i mean and you now since uh you know 
the event, you know, the Avengers superhero in general, really, you know, making so much money, you know, that's great, but let's not put all our eggs in one basket. <clears throat> Mustard? I think it is a uh, money grab, if I'm being completely honest. Money. Um, they have, like you said earlier, they've already like established a pretty solid Toy Story line, and we thought it was pretty complete. You know, with you know Woody and all them being handed off to some other some other person, mm-hmm. like that would kind of end the story of Andy and his relationship with his toys. And I think now they're just kind of like they just want money, dude. It's just a greedy, a greedy kind of like a why. You know, why is that necessary? <laughs> New generation, I guess. Yeah, I was I was actually about to say we we can actually look at it with the handing off as being uh you know like starting trying to start uh, a new generation with the toys, but at the same time I do believe that. But why? Yeah, I I, I kind of ask myself the same thing. It's like why? There's no real point to it, you know. It's like if this new generation wants to learn so much about Toy Story, they can literally just go watch the other three fucking movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's possible, but then again, sometimes like there's always always like a generational gap. It's like, oh, my parents like this. Ugh. Uh, I, yeah, I guess that, that is that is. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, like there's so many ways you can actually look at that because he had that. It's like it's like, oh, oh, our parents thought it was cool. Oh God, Ugh, get away from me! I didn't. Well, no, like I said, I mean, I'm not saying everybody was like that, <laughs> but that is that is like from from generation from generation it's pretty much like a general consensus with that you know dead man were you like that huh? uh no nah, i wasn't like that uh i kind of like, i was very influenced by my parents <laughs> yeah, yeah no, like, i didn't ask my parents like that yeah but, uh, but no he, like he is that. right though he is right though this is oh, yeah. this is a thing that does happen you know what i mean this, this is something that does uh kind of you know you know oh my parents think it's cool so it must be fucking lame kind of thing so yeah, um Let's get on to some trailers. Uh, there's really no new trailers coming out because, uh, honestly, I don't think anybody wants to even try to contest with uh, what's going on right now in the movies. And uh, I don't really see anything worth really diving into. I mean, do you guys? I'm looking. Not really. No. Because, yeah, I mean, to be told, you know, right now it's like one of those... We're just gonna wait for the apocalypse to be over with. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. The, we'll, the we'll, we'll skip trailers because there's actually nothing fucking here. So uh, we'll we'll talk about this though. Um, Men in Black uh, in- International recently opened up, and it actually did it did okay. But uh, a lot of people are just saying that it's just it's just another it's just another Men in Black installment. There's really nothing special about it. The characters don't do anything really original. Uh, it has a little bit more depth to it than the last, you know, two, but it's still just, you know, eh. And I, I, I kind of wanted to get into that with you guys because we, all three of us, love the original Men in Black, uh, with Will Smith. And uh, you know, why, why haven't the sequels uh, lived up to the original? Why, why do you guys think? Don't all talk um... at once. <laughs> you want to go first, mustard? My internet has eight. Yes, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> we'll spread it around. Well, uh, okay. I am. I, I honestly miss my Will Smith. And, what was his name? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Ben and Black. Yeah, I miss that. Uh, but I do admit that the third, the third sequel and the the, the 
the second one didn't do nearly as well as the first one because they weren't as good movies, honestly. I feel like in the second and third movies, um, they kind of tried a little too hard to to introduce that humor again with the aliens and try to develop a relationship with them when we already had it established. So it was just kind of like, you know, forcing it down the throats at that point. And I feel, I don't know, again, again, it's like, it's like the same thing with the fucking Toy Story thing. It's like, it's unneeded. We already know what happens. We know the movie. We know the franchise. Why do we need another one? With Thor. <laughs> with Thor. <laughs> oh, my, God, oh, my neighbor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors be crazy, bro. I don't know what's going on. Neighbors be wild. Right. Well, I mean, I DJ. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> <laughs> What, what do you think? Residence neighbor? I know, right? Resident neighbor, right. Anyway, um, the thing is, like, at least with the second one, you know, at least for the second Men in Black, it fell into what, you know, what I guess me and maybe a lot of people call sequel trap, where you really try to, like, you try to, like, capture the magic of the first one so much, you literally give out basically the same premise. You give out the same movie. Even even we told the same jokes. Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, and, and when you and when you have something like that, it's um uh, you can't just retell it. I mean, I don't know why Hollywood, you know, goes into this loop like constantly. I mean, sure you can make some money out of it, but it won't make as much money as it could have been if you just tried, you know, something. You tried to expand on it, not just try to do the same loop, you know, over and over again. Uh, and as far as this uh, Minute Black International goes, it's one of those, you know, it's great, but I think it could be more if it was another, like, passion of the torch. Because when you look at Minute Black, when you think Tommy Lee Jones, you think Will Smith. Yeah. I mean, sure, but, you know, sure you have, like, the comics that other characters and all the other stuff, but this is film. And in the film version, we have uh, Agent K and Agent J. So, if you really want, and uh, if you really want to try to establish new characters, like have them make an appearance, like saying it's like you know, hey, you know, it's like hey, how's it going? You know, it's like you know, how's things over at uh, you know, in this part of the world? You know, cool, great, done, bye. You know, just yeah, you know, just give you know, just just give something to know that you know what the you know that the old guard knows. You know, the old guard gives the new the new uh, the new people. You know, its seal of approval. Uh, you know, it's. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I think, honestly, and this is going to sound weird considering what the franchise is, I think they leaned way too heavy into the sci-fi. I think what made the original so good was how grounded it was. Just how grounded the people were. How grounded Will Smith was, Tommy Lee Jones, everybody's nonchalant attitude towards the technology, towards the fact that aliens exist, you know, towards towards the entire situation was very nonchalant. And 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 I loved I loved that so much because it brought you into it. You felt these characters and they, they they could feel like real people. You know what I mean? Like uh when uh when uh, uh they're, they're chasing the the bug truck and, uh, you know, Will Smith is having a fit. He's like, yeah, there's a, there's a, and he goes, yeah, there's always some cerulean death ray or a death squad or some kind of asteroid ready to blast us out of existence. What keeps these folks calm is the idea that they don't know. 
Like, like, like they deal with this shit constantly. So it's nothing fucking new. And I think once they started reacting to the uh, sci-fi, to the guns, to, to the technology, and all that other shit, I think it lost that. I think it lost our, our ability to uh, really latch onto these characters and treat them as such as real fucking people. You know, because they're, they're just one of one of mine and DJ's all-time favorite monologues of all time is when uh, Agent J or Will Smith says, you know, why don't you tell people the truth? People are smart. They can handle it. And Kay says, no, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicking animals, and you know it. So, I, it, it, and it's that, that realness, that absolute raw emotion and from a from a real character from a relatable character that made that movie can i so add good. something on that sure go ahead all right so i completely and 100 percent agree with you it was these like scenes and little and little comments and interactions here and there that made in the first movie that made the characters super relatable and humanized and, and everything because do you remember when the the alien was giving birth out of the back of the car and Tommy Lee Jones is like interviewing the person and Will Smith's freaking out because he has a baby alien and it has tentacles and shit. Do you remember yeah. that part? Yeah, I remember. Like mm-hmm. that was a completely relatable scene because he's freaking the fuck out like anybody else would. You know what I mean? And I feel like that humanization is really important because in the second movie you have all these gadgets and gadgets and new weapons and cars and shit, and they all they're so badass and they walk in like actual agents and like I think if I feel like they lost the feeling of that movie because people don't give a fuck about any of the gadgets and gadgets and guns they they really wanted to see good characters like Tommy Lee Jones was a mailman you know what i mean like yeah that you, like, it was it was dope it was dope seeing that part of of the side of the two characters and in the second movie we really lost that you know we really lost it and it, it was a shame to see you know mm-hmm. and uh, what do you, what do you think dj uh absolutely like i agree 100% sometimes you need that from the like from the like from the normal everyday man perspective, yeah. Because you know, as uh, Muster said, like you know, Tommy Lee Jones is interviewing this person, and Will Smith's like freaking out. Because like you know, because Tommy Lee Jones, this is like this is part of the job. Like yeah. he experiences stuff like this every day, and you had Will Smith, who's the complete you know opposite of this. Like this is all completely new to him. He's like you know, what the heck's going on? And seeing that dynamic really can really grasp the audience because like, the audience can be like you know. Oh, like they can grasp to either like Tommy Lee Jones, like you know, like you know, particularly like you know, cops or other like you know, figures of authority who have to deal with crap like constantly on a regular basis, and then you have like you know the rookie who's trying to learn but is not quite entirely prepared for this. So you literally can have like like two aspects that you can literally uh, gravitate towards. You can you can choose one side or the other side, or you can literally do like a blend and like try to like go with the whole package. And Men in Black does that so perfectly well yeah it's well the original did uh yeah 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 the original did i i think once 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 the characters started reacting to the situations instead of letting the audience react to the situation like, like present the situation let us react to it not the characters you know what i mean like like the bug the bug uh in, in the first movie you know in the Edgar suit that was that was um that was you know borderline fucking terrifying, but you know you know uh, when Tommy Lee Jones scoops up the dirt and he's looking at it, he goes please don't be green please don't be and beep green he goes you wouldn't happen to know what what uh, alien leaves a green residual trail and crave sugar water 
You know what I mean? And, and Will Smith has that one liner. Oh, that was the, that was an answer on Final Jeopardy last night. You know, like it's okay. it's that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that dynamic of yeah. you know like like for for us for everybody else involved. Now that, that's you, me, everybody else involved. This is fucking terrifying. There's a goddamn gigantic cockroach with a, a like a complex running around our planet trying to you know steal universe, and that spells doom because this other people want to destroy the universe to prevent it falling into their hands. And you know, the, like, like, K is just running through the motions. Zed is running through the motions. Everybody else, like, the twins, you know, it's cool little jabs. Like, oh, yeah, these are the celebrities that are aliens. Like, like you know, uh, Agent J kind of freaking out, you know, was funny and it was awesome. But as we go on, we should, we should, they, they should have adapted that, uh, they, they should have let us react and not the characters. Because once the characters started to react, it's like, oh, well, now I know. I'm supposed to laugh. Now I know I'm supposed to think this is scary. Now I know, you know what I mean? Mhm. So, I don't know. I, I and that's that's where I see it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely yes. 100% agree. So, uh we got uh the internet's boyfriend is back in the news. Uh Keanu Reeves uh could join the MCU. Uh, Marvel president, uh, what's his name? Feig, uh, has officially confirmed that they've been, uh, in talks with Keanu for a while, trying to get him in. Uh, there's even people saying that, that he should play, uh, Beta Ray Bill, uh, uh, all sorts of, uh, different, you know, things have come out. Uh, uh, <laughs> some people want him to be Wolverine, uh, you know, like. Gambit, even they want the, the the they want Channing Tatum scrapped as Gambit, Ooh. want him to take over, uh, and, and uh, you know there's just all sorts of cool things coming out. Like there's just they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. So uh, what <laughs> I mean, like like do you guys think that do you guys think he should take the leap or nah? I think he'd be a fantastic Gambit. You know, I could see him as Gambit. I really do think he'd be a fantastic fucking gamut. You know, tall, lanky, kind of smuggish. Yeah, like, I, I dig that. Yeah. All right. Just get the Cajun accent, and yeah, you have Gambit. So, uh, also backing off of that, the a Matrix sequel uh, has actually been teased by both the Wachowskis uh, and uh, Reeves himself. Hold on a sec while I bring this up. I should have had this ready. You know. Uh, <laughs> I can't spell. Wait. <laughs> um, How can you oh. doing the sound effects on yourself? Huh? <laughs> 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 that's a fail. That's a fail. Okay, I'll own that one. Um, that's how you spell their name, the Wachowskis. Okay. Um, uh, there it is, right there. Uh, John Wick director, hopeful. Uh, Lana and Lily uh, Wachowski, both of them now females, have updated Indie Wire. The director was misquoted in the UK. His answers were hypothetical. Oh, okay. So apparently they were misquoted and they, this was completely taken out of context. So I guess fuck it then. All right, we're well, moving on from that. <laughs> yep. 
Indeed. Uh, well, I mean, this this is something that they all all three of them have teased. Uh, uh, they they keep asking Reeves, "Will will you do another Matrix?" And he he said in an interview that the only way he would do another Matrix is if the Wachowskis did it. And uh, Warner Brothers, who still owns the rights uh, to uh, uh, to to the Matrix, has been trying to secure uh, rebooting the films, but the Wachowskis will not have it. So. Uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of. Do you guys think that it's time for another Matrix, or do you guys think that? Uh, do you guys think that it should just stay buried? Stay hmm. buried, dude. Why the fuck are they trying to remake everything nowadays and add sequels and do this and that to like series that were amazing in their time and did very well at the time because it was relevant and it was unique? And if you just fucking redo it over and over again. Yeah, you'll make money, but you're going to lose a lot of fans, dude. Like, I don't get it. I don't get why Hollywood keeps trying to do this or why anybody keeps trying to reboot or remake anything that was involved in the late 90s or early 2000s. It well, kind of just pisses me off. This man. isn't going to be a reboot. This is going to be uh, an official uh, sequel. It's going to be The Matrix 4. Put your stamp on it and call it whatever the fuck you want, but there's, <laughs> it's the same thing. Welcome to the business. Uh, DJ, where, where do you stand on this? Uh, okay, yeah, I mean, I had something if it was going to be like a reboot, but uh, the, a sequel, like, how would that work? The only thing I can really think of, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other things, you, or stories you can tell, I mean, the Animax has proved that, but the only thing I can honestly say, like, I honestly think is like how this would all come about, is like, perhaps you can like, do a movie on uh, how this all, you know, got started. Like, you know, the war between mankind and the machines. You know, but we have the Animatrix. The Animatrix. Well, like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we had that little segment, but, you know, you can't expand on it. Like, you know, like, I still remember when, when Morpheus literally said that we only have, like, bits and pieces. But uh, we do know that it was us that scorched, scorched the, the sky. sky. You know, it's just, like I said, I mean, we, like I said, I mean, they gave us a little bit, but you can't expand more on it. Like, or how, like... People tried to like reject the first Matrix. How it's supposed to be like the perfect, you know, bliss simulation. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be perfect in every way, and we rejected you know, it as a species. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you know, the movie like that, but an actual <laughs> sequel. I mean, technically speaking, did we already have that with Enter Enter the Matrix games? Uh, no, there 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 were there were um there were canon so to speak. So the way the way the Matrix go, and I know way too much about the way the Matrix. So the way it goes is the Matrix. Uh, the Animatrix, uh, the second Matrix movie, Enter the Matrix, and then Matrix Revolutions, and then it was supposed to be Matrix Online, was supposed to be uh, a continuation of the movies, uh, we are supposed to find out what happened to Neo's body, if there is, if there is a body, uh, certain characters that were really prominent in the films were going to die, but the entire thing just fell apart because Warner Brothers stopped funding it, so we never actually got anywhere with it, so... <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. So, uh, like, I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious because you know what? If they can do this via the in the same, I, I want to say, like vein as like Tron Legacy, you know what I mean? But only much better. <laughs> I, I think, I, th I think they might have something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's possible. You know, I mean, I think the only real flaw is like because the Matrix was like right time, right everything. It was like just the perfect moment, like everything, all the stars aligned, all that stuff. We're now in uh, 2019. 
in like six months going to be 2020. I don't know how they're going to be able to capture that, you know, that, that feel we all had from the effects, you know, thank you, Blade. Yeah. Blade was the first one that did it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, it, is. Yeah. it definitely gets me. It's like, Oh yeah. All this first of comic book was no, no, no blade. Like all you need to bow down to blade. He prayed he, that, that, that movie basically gave all these, these modern people, everything they have. So yeah, suck a dick on that. <laughs> Uh, DJ feels really passionate about that. So uh, we do. Well, there is something I did want to talk about because we all have uh, we all have different views. So we're not going to go into any details about this. But I just found this hilarious because this is uh, this is something in a long line of what I consider idiocy. Uh, a conservative group, we're going to call them that, has over twenty two thousand signatures petitioning Netflix to stop the show Good Omens. There's a problem with that. Good Omens is not a Netflix show. It is an Amazon Prime series. So. <laughs> oh, good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> of course, they have their reasons and it's, it's all the typical reasons. You know what I mean? We're, we're not going to get into this. We're not going to get into, you know, we're not going to get into the reasons. I just want to talk about. Uh, the idea that, that, like, for me, this is just censorship of art that they don't agree with, and I think it's just bullshit, because they tried this before with other shows like uh, Supernatural, uh, they, they even tried it to, um, wow, what's the other show I was thinking, uh, I, I told DJ about this, it was Supernatural and a couple, uh, Lucifer was actually another one that got boycott, uh, boycotted, um, oh god, what what was... There's there's a long list. There's a long long list, and it's not readily available. Trust me, I looked before we started. But I mean, like like just be, just because it's just like, oh, Constantine was actually canceled. You know, the show Constantine was actually canceled because of stuff like this. And I I just it's like it's like you know what? If you don't fucking like it, don't fucking watch it. And, and you know the the the, the, yeah, the people that are doing this shit are always the ones that call the other people triggered and snowflakes. And it's like, how the fuck can you even spout those words when you're the most pearl-clutchingest pieces of shit there is? Yeah, this is just crazy. I mean, you know, you can even trace this crap back all the way back to the 80s when uh, they were trying to, uh, when, uh, of course, when uh, the course and all them were trying to attack heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, people, look, if you don't like it, change the channel, like, you know, change your... Uh, Eight track tapes or cassette tapes. Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> you know, you know, and like you know, watch something else. It's like you know, good grief! It's not like it's it's the only thing ever to watch or listen to or whatever. Yeah, I, I like mean, how they use the term "snowflake" and "millennials," and they get triggered and all that. Well, they literally people like these this conservative group, people like them literally get just as triggered when you tell them their way doesn't work and I, I think it's hilarious because it's so it's it's so uh hypocritical and i feel like they just really need to calm down and just let people enjoy things my dude you know what i mean i don't know i don't know man it's just 
No, well, no, you're right. This yeah, is America, yeah. after all. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and and I think what's really fucking funny is that their complaints about the content that it, that it's making uh, Satanism and, and demons and all this other stuff look light and fun and whatever. And I'm like, you guys are, are are just completely missing the premise, like just utterly missing the premise. If you watch the first ten minutes of this series, you you it literally agrees with all of their views. Not even joking. It literally agrees with all of their views, and you know what views I'm talking about. We're not gonna we're not gonna name it, but this whole premise of this show is just to, an angel and a demon who are here to you know preserve the balance, fuck up the apocalypse, end the story. That's it. They're just trying to fix the apocalypse. That literally, that's it. It's not talking about who's good, who's evil. It's not talking about forces or this or that. It's literally just they fucked up, and now they're trying to fix it. So I mean, like, like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, like, okay, well, 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 <laughs> oh god, yeah, this has got me like all all sorts of worked up, man. Shut up. He's fired up. <laughs> I'm all the way up. <laughs> rattle me bones. <laughs> Somebody did rattle your fucking bones. They're cheap. <laughs> Oh god damn it. And, and and you know what pisses me off most, I guess, is because it is censorship of art. You know what I mean? Like like fuck the subject matter. It is it is it, it is, you know, censorship of art. And that that's yeah. where I stand on it. You know, like above all else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. DJ, I mean, you, you, what what do you what do you have? Do you do you stand with me on that? Like it's censorship of art. Do you think there's actually some kind of merit to all of this at all? No, it's just art. People don't like it, so they have to try to get triggered over it. I mean, heck, I I remember when uh, you know Bruce Almighty is like uh, you oh, know yeah. God being being played by Morgan Freeman, and people got triggered over that stuff. It's like he should be like a brutal being. It's like goodness sake, will you just freaking shut up? Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that backlash. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. This conservative group just needs to needs to take a take a word of advice from their own book, honestly. <laughs> or so, freaking something. I mean, yeah, you know, they, need, they just need, they need to smoke some fucking weed, drink a beer, do something. Get the fuck off your high horse. Let people Come enjoy shit. Come visit me. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go ahead and dead that and move on to our last subject, which we always love. Let's talk about some music. Now, Mustard was uh, Mustard was down a rabbit hole the other day, and I know so was DJ, and I did not fall into the rabbit hole. However, I still do love this. And let's talk about soundtracks. You've been there before. Oh, I've, I have. Fuck you. I will not surface for days on, on soundtracks alone. Are you shitting me? Like Repo the Genetic Opera, I will I will perform that in my house at the top of my lungs. To your dogs. To my dogs and any other listening ears. Like you can't stop. <laughs> you can't stop me. You can't stop me. <laughs> I'm singing to my dogs and nothing you can do about it. I got a gun and I got a voice. We gonna do this. <laughs> Literally, no stopping the man. <laughs> there is no stop. I'll hold a bank hostage to get this done. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, yeah Nobody was, moves. Was a, I got dogs. Uh, 
<laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry, man. What do you mean the bag? I just... All right. Nobody moving up dogs to sit. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. fuck. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Okay, okay, I'm back. <laughs> All right. Reel it back. Reel it in. <laughs> sorry about this, folks. Okay, okay. Sorry, oh, no, sorry. I guess, I guess. Uh... Okay. And <laughs> we're back. So, I mean, okay, so what, what What? are the soundtracks you guys have delved into lately? Like, what, what did you get lost down the other day, DJ? Because you, you told me about it. Uh, holy crap, I can't remember the freaking name right now. Okay, so Mustard, what did you get lost that's, in the other day? Oh, now I remember. Oh, god yes. damn it. Oh, no, go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, that's right. I'm the ketchup. Uh, I got lost into the uh, the Spider Man, uh, uh, into the Spider Verse uh, soundtrack. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I can listen to that, to that for days. It's just so beautifully done. It really is extraordinary. Like they spent a lot of money on that, right? I mean, like a lot I just, of like, money, right? Sometimes, sometimes I just literally just like just like just sit down and just listen to the soundtrack and actually like go through the movie while listening. Very few, very, very few soundtracks can actually make <clears> me do that. Like I just just play the movie while listening to the soundtrack. I can like, actually place each scene to each uh, each note, right? You know, like another one that can do to do that for me is a Little Mermaid soundtrack. You know, that's also another one. Like, very few soundtracks does, and that definitely has. So, Sp- Spider Man into the Spider Verse soundtrack. You know, you guys can rock, man. All right, mustard. What, what did what did you get lost in? Where, where, where did you get lost in the sauce? Dude, I got lost all over this sauce, and then I sauced all over the <laughs> sauce where I was lost. Okay. I hope it wasn't but- white sauce. <laughs> I. I went balls deep into a few soundtracks over the weekend. Actually, I uh... that's an interesting image. Sorry, <laughs> this is a lot of sauce. I'm sorry, um... sauce, sauce, balls deep. It's sauce. Yeah, it's all sauce. But no, I, I um, I was listening to Scott Pilgrim soundtrack a lot. I was listening to Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was listening to Nightmare Before Christmas revisited. And uh, a lot of bands on that soundtrack that I would normally not like, I liked. I liked the way they did those songs, man. Like Rise Against, for instance, did Making Christmas, and uh, I do kind of like like the punk they add to it to that song. You know, it yeah. gives a little bit more of an attitude. But mm-hmm. I also do like Flyleaf's version of uh, What's This? They give it that really melancholy kind of like spacey you know, kick back vibe instead of the manic fucking excitedness that Jack has in the original one. Or Danny Elfman, excuse me. I also um I also did listen to uh Repo the Genetic Rapper's uh soundtrack quite a bit too because that, that's just fucking industrial goodness right there, man. Like it's just so good, bro. Like it, it is just tickles my yeah. It tickles my ear G spots, my dude. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Like it just gets in there, does the job, and then I'm I'm left there quivering. It's it's nice. So many, very very else. nice. What the heck? Anyways, I love it. Dang man. 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like, like, go to your house. Make sure not to tell me you have a soundtrack around because it's damn. <laughs> Uh, it's weird we'll because just make sure it's not rebuilding <laughs> somebody broke their yeah. fucking leg playing that bass drum for that soundtrack. Like I, I guarantee it. Like that, that bass drum is so prominent in that soundtrack. But I got lost, uh, believe it or not, in the Great Gatsby uh, soundtrack. Hmm. Like just how, That's... yeah, just how 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 beautifully wide the spectrum is on everything in that so- in that soundtrack. It it, just, it knocks it Kanye down. West or Jay Z? Um, what on? Uh, on I think it was Jay Z that had a big hand in that soundtrack. Actually, uh, hold on. Okay, let's let's look it up. But I um, an honorable mention for Scott Pilgrim was uh, Beck that did the whole soundtrack for that one. And uh, yep, oh, yeah, it was Jay Z. Yeah, it was Jay Z. Yeah, Jay Z had a huge hand in that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, it's just, oh, man, I just, I love... It's good shit! Yeah, I love everything on, like, Lana Del Rey on this song, A Young and Beautiful. Like, holy shit, I can just listen to that on repeat. Like, just just on repeat. Like, it, it kills me. Dude, Love is Blindness, that cover by Jack White is absolute sex to your ears. I'm not even gonna lie, dude. It is. <laughs> I don't know why I keep making this analogy. Yeah, yeah, I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, found your aphrodisiac. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. another one. Another good one. Doctor Horrible. Doctor Horrible sing along blog. The Doctor Horrible sing along blogs, and then they got mustard into. Yeah, like, oh man, like, uh that's I haven't I haven't revisited that one in a while. But yeah, this was like a this was like a week or two ago, like that I got into the Great Cats because I was just like I want to hear something. I want to hear something big, you know what I mean? Something really, really big, and I just and I was like, "Ah, Great Gatsby," you know, like it's it's my go to for anything that why wouldn't I just drown shit out? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, makes sense to me. Very good soundtrack, excellent. Now, uh, of course, we're, we can talk about the Forbidden soundtrack. Uh, something. Wait, huh? Uh, also, Far Cry New Dawn soundtrack is amazing. You wanna you wanna go ahead and look that up real quick. <laughs> you mean Diane Word, Diane Word, Diane Word, and uh, Diane Word? There's actually only two songs of Diane Word on the whole soundtrack. Uh, let's we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a sec. Let's talk about the Forbidden soundtrack, The Crow, the original motion picture soundtrack. Oh. Uh, all of these songs were that's before my time. <laughs> all of these songs were just <laughs> so. Uh, hard to get onto a, a domestic album because a lot of them are not only international artists, but a lot of this stuff nobody wanted to own up to. Uh, for instance, uh, it was only up until a couple of years ago uh, that The Cure even admitted that they had done uh, Burn for this soundtrack. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody really knows the answer to that. They just never fucking uh they just never copped it they're they're, they're like it's your name it's it's your voice it's in the credits it's on the album you did it and they're like no bro that's you (laughs) no what i mean That's not your voice. Taking crazy pills. Right now. Nope. Nope. It wasn't me. No, that ain't me. That ain't me. I'm pretty sure it is. 
<laughs> but I'm yeah, like boss. this is uh this is <laughs> Yeah, you just got it. <laughs> I knew where you were going with it. I just didn't want to, you know, like acknowledge it. <laughs> it rang a bell in my ears, I just didn't know exactly where from. Oh look at that. From. Look at that. That's one of this that's one of the main searches. Here we go. Um who is on this album? Dude, it's there's a songs right there. There's a huge song list. Yeah, it's the songs. I want to see who. Uh, who's the, the oh, fucking... there's actually there's a, there's a Spotify playlist just for right it that I've been listening. There. Yeah. Nope. You didn't pay your premium. <laughs> Try the next one over. Try the next one down. See what happened when you're broke, kids. Okay. Okay. So we got. Okay. Here we. <laughs> So we got right. uh, Diane Ward, Hudson Mohawk. Uh, Bro, you have Eminem. a lot of awesome fucking. Yeah, like, wow. on the soundtrack. Like, Look at this. Chris some stuff Cole. from the Kingsman, dude. Like 1963, 1958, bro. Like fucking, you have some, you have some stuff from uh, from the Ventures, dude. The the original surf band, like that ever started surf music. Like you have, oh. you have stuff all over the place. It's awesome. You too, Hobson. Oh, wow, look at that. Daughter? You have daughter, daughter? on here? Wow, yeah. There's a lot in here. Tyler Bates, Bruce. That's Sid like the Matters. original composition. Well, Tyler Bates is actually a well known name. It's it's he's he's a big composer. No, no, I'm not I, I'm not saying but like that's like, like that's all the Yeah, that's 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 a score, but I'm just like I'm I'm surprised he's on this project, I guess is my biggest thing. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, we do have yeah, U2, yeah. we do have, wow. Uh, we dude, got, remember we were playing yesterday, and I was like, dude, are they playing Wipeout? I was like, dude, they're playing yeah, they're Wipeout. they're playing Wipeout, Tequila. <laughs> tequila. And uh, Eminem right himself, wow. It's a really good, it's a really good soundtrack. Check Super it out, good folks. Soundtrack. It's a Spotify. It's a Spotify list, so you can get into it. Um, so I don't know. Like I, I think uh, I think soundtracks are, are are kind of becoming a thing of the past. Uh, I think there is a little flare ups here and there, like uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, but I, I don't really think that they're really uh, uh, a thing. You know what I mean? Anymore? What do you? What, I mean, what do you guys stand on this? I mean, because I mean. That's that's the way I feel it. I think every once in a while you have like some really really awesome soundtracks, but they're also drowned in this sea of just mediocreness. You know, like for example, like you know, Scott Pilgrim was an amazing soundtrack. Tron um, was had an amazing soundtrack scored by fucking Daft Punk. You know, like yeah, you have uh, movies like well, yeah, well, video games soundtracks are like kind of. Uh, do we do we include those here? Or not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can include them here. Okay, because destroy all humans is looking to have a good soundtrack by having Ramstein in their fucking intro. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't so, know. I, I think there's a couple of ones that stand out, but not not very many. What well, What about you, DJ? Where, where do you stand on it? Uh, I don't think soundtracks will become a come a thing of the past because after all, I mean, music and uh, video. They kind of go hand in hand. There's always going to be a soundtrack, you know, to set the mood for a scene or whatever. But as far as soundtracks, it's becoming like, you know, the whole, like how they used to be. Like, I love the movie so much. I need to get a soundtrack to it. Yeah. 
that yeah that aspect might I don't know if it'll ever become, become a figure of the past but probably won't become as prominent as it once was and, and you know a lot of people are start, are blaming streaming services like Spotify uh, for that and I don't I don't think that's fair at all I just think that uh, where where the soundtrack played such a big role it's now kind of relegated to sound bits because I mean even in the fucking Rambo trailer we watched. Uh, it's goddamn Old Town Road. You know what I mean? Like, like, come the fuck on. Like, Rambo and Old Town Road? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I mean, whatever. No no, no disrespect to the, to, you know, to the artist, little non-fucking 65, 18 and a half, whatever, three years, subsection four. I don't fucking know his name. I don't fucking care for anybody else's new names. Like, it's just all bullshit to me. But, like, come the fuck on. Really? Rambo, Old Town Road? Fuck off. No, I just, yeah. I just did, I just did it. Everybody on that one, huh? <laughs> I mean, I mean but, but what do you guys? Do you guys? Do you, you guys? You guys get what I'm getting at? Like, it's just been relegated to sound clips of songs. It's not even a full soundtrack anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, taking uh, <clears throat> yeah, taking other people's you know already established songs and just throwing them in the, you know, throwing them together and calling the soundtrack. You know, yeah, I do kind of agree with that. It's uh, it saddens me. You know, I mean, of course you need like some uh, you know, you know, there's some entertainment uh, factors that you know you you kind of have to have something like that. Like, for example, Stranger Things. You know, all the '80s yeah. songs. You know, they use for that. So it's you know it's logical and boy they know their stuff when it comes to eighties music. Yeah, they're really impressive. You know, but you know, seeing a, a lack of originality when it comes to soundtracks, it it's depressing a little bit. It really is though. <laughs> Must you know, you anything to tack onto it? Well, we all know the very the, the the most perfect soundtrack ever known to man was actually Shrek. So I mean anything everything below that standard Go. is just you know, Fuck yourself, <laughs> fucking meme lord. Maybe in fact, maybe having maybe having Smash Mouth All Star on repeat twelve times in a row during a movie that that'd probably be the better one. But I don't know about that. Neighbor, Just, we please. We have to do it. See. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess let's go ahead and uh, get that subject. Uh, I want to go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and give a thanks to the Magic Scroll Network for uh, picking this up and uh, helping us uh, get distributed out there. Um, Thank you. <laughs> special thanks to my friend Juice in the Morning. Uh, everybody else that's, that's that's been really cool. Everybody that's listened. Uh, Fernie, we didn't get to your movie uh, this time. It's 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 been a really rough week for all three of us. So we really haven't had uh, really a, a sit down time to sit down and watch a movie and really get into it. So I think we can forgive ourselves for that. But we'll we'll get it we'll get it next week. And uh, yeah, don't worry. We forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves. Anybody else can kiss my ass. Uh, All right. So, Jesus. Wow. Wow. Dang, dude. Jeez. Mustard, you got any last words? Uh, Destiny and Division are the same game. Fuck. I keep saying it. I swear, it's got to be some kind of like super debate between you two about that. Fuck you. It's just a a statement of facts. There's no debate at all. Fuck you. (laughs) 
Well, uh, apparently he was he was supposed to be a permanent member of this podcast. He just got fucking fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, right. like you know, thank you, Magic Squirrel, and thank everyone who's watching. Spread the word. We need help. Yeah, we I'm do. Tired of eating dog food. So <laughs> he's gonna sing to me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, say good night, DJ. Good night, DJ. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice of the morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash juice in the morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in the morning.